everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome to episode number 69 of Ricardo Sturdivant's Tuesday Feels. Today we're live um, from various locations across the country. We're excited to be here and talk about some cool art and what we've been up to recently. Um, if you're tuning in, please let us know that these streams are working in the YouTube chat, on Facebook, or wherever you are watching. Um, also, if you're listening, thank you for checking out the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you um, watch your podcast or listen. So we... Um, we're going to get started here in just a minute. We have Amber and Ricardo with us, but we do want to say thank you to all of you watching and continuing to watch from reinventingthetattoo.com. That's a great place for you guys to either join in on these Zoom calls. At the very bottom, you can scroll down and click the calendar for each event or to find out what courses and different course material that we have, like the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. Um, otherwise, other shows that we do have are happening almost every single day. We start the week off on Sundays at 1 p.m. with Jason Leeser's Skill Building Sundays. It's a great show to bring something that you're working on or something that you would like critiqued or questions or anything like that. Tuesdays or Mondays in the morning, we start with James Wisdom's Drawing for Tattooers at 9 a.m. Eastern, followed by the Tattoo Weekly with Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now, Jake Binks of Fireside Tattoo, and myself. Last uh, yesterday, we had a really cool episode with two special guests, Katie Montez and Andy, Andrew Swarbrick. So if you want to check that out, the Tattoo Weekly on Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube. Other than that, on Monday evenings, we have a cool uh, show by Robbie Rapole to, uh, and followed by the Evolution Class led by Sandy McAndrew. Tuesdays right here at 10 a.m. Eastern every Tuesday is Ricardo Sturdivant's um, show that we're on right now. Wednesdays is the Business Roundtable by Tattoo Now. Thursdays is Tattoo Collecting 101. This week will be a cool episode. If you tune in, we have Tattoo IQ with Derb Morrison. Other than that, we have other you know, monthly shows and art jams that are always happening. So we're really excited about that. Before we kick off, we'd like to say thank you to our affiliates and sponsors for helping us provide all of this content to you guys for free. We've got Alex Van Dutch's World Tattoo Events with the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events in the world. You can find him at worldtattooevents.com. Also, thank you to D Lies Pro, our affiliates Fireside Tattoo. Jake has released a lot of new content on his new website that is a lot easier to digest than his YouTube channel. He's been doing this for a very long time, so we're really excited to get that off the, off the ground. Other than that, thank you to Guy Aitchison for um, really being the inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. He's been doing this for a very long time and actually has some pretty cool new content out. Last week, we talked about it on the Tattoo Weekly. He released a new chapter for the Reinventing the Tattoo canon. So if you'd like more information, again, right there on our website. Go ahead and bring in Ricardo and Amber. How's it going, morning, guys? guys? Good morning. Pretty good. It's going pretty good. How about you? Well, <laughs> it's going. Yeah, you're here. It seems like uh, there's a lot of colds and stuff like that going around these days, so. Yeah, yeah if anybody has kids, they would uh, totally understand that. Yeah, definitely. My buddy is here at the shop with me. He was saying the same thing. His son is, you know, in uh, elementary school still. And he's like, man, they just keep bringing it home. He just keeps bringing yeah. it home. I, I uh, brought like my daughter to work today. So we'll see. It's kind of like on that last leg of her little cough and stuff. So, yeah, poor thing, man. I feel so bad for kids whenever they have to deal with it because they're just like, oh, miserable. I still yeah. feel like I'm, I'm still like a little kid whenever I get sick too. Like, I don't want to do anything. Somebody come tickle yeah. my head. Yeah. So uh, how did uh, the class go last night, Ricardo? Well, I wasn't able to get on the class last night. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, get jumping in next week, though. I get the references and stuff like that, and I'm going to do my best to get a drawing done so we can have Jason critique it and stuff like that. 
Okay. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Um, but I've been pretty busy. I had to get ready. I've been prepping. Uh, I had a client, a new client come in and he wants, we've already done one portrait and we're doing three more on his chest. So that wow. takes me a little bit of, yeah, that takes a little bit of time for me to get prepped and stuff like that for that, you know, a little bit of studying on the drawing and stuff like that too. So are I've you a pretty- CFC? I, uh, my friend Tommy always freehands portraits with Sharpies. I see Fawn do it a lot too. What's wow. your approach? Uh, you know, I like to um, make a stencil with most portraits, unless we're kind of like, you know, um, just making it a little bit more abstract and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I will draw them on. Uh, I did one on Kier on her arm and we ended up drawing that one on. Uh, that was pretty fun. But, um, you know, with this one, there's four of them, so I'm trying to get them as close to the to the reference as possible for them. And they're his grandchildren, so I'm I'm gonna stick with the the stencil application. Have you guys have you done any portraits, Amber? Not on skin. I've done them on fake skin, you know, on you know, pound of flesh and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I'm not happy with the results yet. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, but I'm not happy enough to move to skin yet. Right. Until yeah. I know I've got it down, I'm not moving to skin. Yeah. You know, I've done them a couple different ways, but what I what I've come to find that's most comfortable for me and like most productive as far as the the aesthetics of it afterwards uh, is I will use a very dark wash for like most of the lining like where I know my darkest contracts contrasts are going to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'll go in with some blacks and stuff like that off of those lines and everything. Um, I know a lot of people do approach them with no line work and they use nothing but like small mags, like five mags and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I found that the way that the tattoo heals for me, the process, it's better to use like, you know, like a five liner. Like I used to use three liners and stuff like that, but it's just a little bit too, too fine for me you know and the, the way that i like the the contrast to kind of stand out uh and then i use like a, a medium wash and a really like a you know i mix most of the time on portraits i'll mix my own washes you know what i mean so i'll use like a 75 percent and then like a i don't know like a 45 percent and then like four drops and a, and a number 16 cap with the rest of which hazel uh for my lightest wash you know what i mean so uh, See, I, I'm I want, learning the gray wash method now because mm-hmm. the way I was taught to do black and gray was just to stretch of the skin. If you don't mm-hmm. stretch at all, very little goes in and you can brush in some light color. The more you stretch, the darker the ink gets. So I was taught how to do black and gray with just black ink and stretch the skin. at different. Yeah. Sorry about the cough. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there's a lot of different <laughs> methods and stuff like that. There's the funniest part about tattooing is that there's, there's, definitely like a wrong way you know what i mean there's like overworking skin for sure but at the same time there isn't a wrong way though you know yeah so, it's all about making medium work for the artist right exactly it's like a paintbrush not everybody's gonna use it the same way right um you know uh i that's funny that you said that about the the black like whenever i first learned black and gray it was the same thing for me it's pretty much like a a couple of black ink black and ink caps not just straight black and like a rinse out cup and like yeah. you would hold it in the rinse out cup for longer periods of time to get the appropriate wash that you want that was pretty much it you know black mm-hmm. to rinse cup black to rinse cup um 
And that was pretty interesting. And I did that for a long time. And then I started getting bigger and bigger black and gray projects. You know what I mean? And I wanted to con- kind of control that, that tonal range, you know? So it's important to kind of figure out how to mix it up so you can get that, that um, tonal range into control. So that's kind of the way that I approach them now is I make sure that um, each tattoo that I do has the same mixture. You know what I mean? And then I like to uh, make sure and control it for each one. And I like to try to make sure and go in and understand that there's going to be the same amount of contrast in each black and gray piece too. Try not to vary from it too much. I want it to, I want it to look like it's, it's like I'm the one that worked on it, you know? Yeah, you, I'm uh, using the black and gray, gray wash on the real skin, trying to learn that. It's not that hard. I just want to make, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. Oh, yeah, I okay. make sure I'm proficient at it before I change it to skin. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I've never really worked with too much of that fake skin before. I've heard that it's kind of like a little different than, I mean, it, I would assume that rubber's way different than real skin. You know what I mean? It is, but some companies are better than others. Okay, so like the consistency is a little bit different in each one? Yeah, like real skin and pound of flesh, they've got more of a silicone base to them, so they can, if you put it over, like, say, a towel, uh-huh. You can get a little bit of a stretch in it. Okay. Yeah, you know, not the same stretch you would get in skin, but you can get a little more of a stretch out of it. So you get more of that hands, you know, that muscle memory. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Where with the cheap ones, they're just plastic and it's you can't even get a line going on them without it being wobbly, no matter how steady your hand is. Yeah, right. You know, the thing that I, I found that works the best for me is just going to the, uh, the local meat market and picking up raw pig ears. Yeah. I think that's the closest, you know, to the actual experience of tattooing a client would be minus, you know, sands the, uh, the blood and stuff like that, you know, because that does have an effect on, on black and gray washes and stuff like that too. You know, they kind of like, that does. Top, yeah. Um, especially when you're using like the lighter washes, you know, like learning that, that, um, I think the, the most crucial part for me when I was learning black and gray was, uh, controlling the, um, the layering kind of effect, you know what I mean? That overlapping, yeah. yeah, like learning to pack it in evenly, you know, not letting that, that maroonish kind of hue that comes through sometimes on the really light washes, like, like deceive you, you know what I mean? Because yeah. It can look real smooth and stuff like that, but you have to make sure that it's, it's almost like when you, I've always told people that when you're doing light washes and stuff like that, it's, it's like when you're tattooing color, but with like yellows, you know what I mean? Or, or, or like a brown, you know what I mean? Like browns. They don't look like they're in, but they're in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like you look for the pores, even like, you know, such those pores that are like really perforated and everything like that, you know what I mean? So you're looking for that even pore kind of look and yeah it's it's such a crazy little thing isn't it it is i love black and gray though me too me too it's what i gravitate towards i've always gravitated towards it so i've I've made an effort to start more working with color and stuff like that a lot more um rather and rather than being like um 
kind of feel like I'm guessing at it or guess like, or like, you know, fumbling my way through it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, this year and the past year, the past two years, actually, I've like really put an effort into like understanding how the color works with each other too. Color and theory. The, color yeah, wheel. the color theory. Yeah, exactly. Like learning, you know, the tetrary and then like, you know, the split complementary and stuff like that. Um, that's been a lot of work on its own because that stuff is mind boggling. Yeah, it is. I've got books and books just on color theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those people that when you read stuff like that, though, like, I'm like, wait, what did I just read? I have no idea. Yeah. So put, putting it to application, like putting it to actually doing it is actually what helps me mm-hmm. out the most. I think I'm going to share my this video that my watercolor teacher has on YouTube that explains the different color wheels. Okay. And it's so much easier seeing it than just reading it. So I'll refer to that video again and again, just because I need to see the color wheel. And she explains it so well that I, when I'm watching that video, I can pick out my colors real quick. Nice. Nice. You know, like what I like to do too, is, um, speaking of visual aids, you know what I mean? I like to make sure that my color wheel is somewhere around me and I can glance over at it whenever I am doing color too. Yeah. Hold on one second. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I find that that helps me out quite a bit and I yeah. enjoy that. Let me see if I can. Get I this always camera. have my color wheel handy. Plus, I, are, I also always have my favorite combinations of colors in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love how green, purple, and yellow interact together. Mm-hmm. And I wind up using that combination a lot because it's so dynamic. Right. Yeah, I could see that being a really good um, palette to use. I've always enjoyed that about tattoo artists sometimes whenever they use the same color palettes for different different themes and different subject matter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always awesome. Let me see and I'm really up. into the blue and orange dynamic. Uh-huh. I really love the way they play off of each other. Right. Like in the, the beautiful sky. <laughs> I see that, exactly. that combination like, all the time. It's so yeah. pretty. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just saw a killer sunrise this morning on the way back from the gym. It was awesome. Uh, lots of how was, uh, how was your morning so far ricardo what was your routine like today my routine is back back to normal um i've been getting up in the morning 4 30 uh and i get up and i go to the gym i'm there by 5 30 and i'm usually there for about an hour hour and a half or so um and then i get some breakfast and stuff like that you know what i mean and start working on some projects for the day or like something i've been putting off or like things that i've been dipping into a little bit here a little bit there i like so the routine's back back to a good place. You know what I mean? I'm feeling pretty good about that. But uh, with the projects, you know, some some pieces I like to kind of do a little bit of work, 30, 40 minutes on it, and then put it away. And then the next day, kind of come back to it again, you know, some fresh eyes and stuff, you know? Yeah. Especially if I'm feeling stuck. Man, I think I'm starting to get sick. I don't know. Let me share the screen real quick so we don't want to. Are you uh, working on anything fun, Amber? Um, actually, I'm working on one more Christmas card. I forgot somebody. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'm working on one more hand-painted Christmas card. Okay. 
I have one for Mike. So my daughter just suggested we do one for our mailman who's retiring. And I told her he was already on the list. I made him one. <laughs> Let's see if we can't get this the right way. That's a little bit better. Is that a little bit more full on the screen? Hey, there? Amber, that is really nice of you, by the way. Oh, thank you. You know, it's, I mean, there are artists all over the world, all in every facet, but when you do something like that and it's personal, um, it's really special. I love making cards for people. That is awesome. Yeah, I really like that. Do you have one in your hand? Can you show us the progress? Um, Stop the screen. At the moment, it's... Okay, maybe a little bit later you can then. But I can show you some of the other ones. Let's check them out. Yeah. Let's see. Here we got this one here. Well, it really Mm. goes this way. Okay. That's cool. And then you open it up and it's got the little vellum piece uh-huh. of happy holidays. And... Oh, Amber. Yeah, sweet. That is really thoughtful. And then I've got this one that's just, you know, snowy peak and it says, let it snow. And inside it says, let it snow, let it snow. Nice. Let's see. And I have this one in my hand, too, that's other snowy peaks. And I think this one's just, oh, yeah, this one just says happy holidays in the middle. That's cool. Where are you getting the pattern, <laughs> the pattern backing for that? At? What are you using um, for that? The pattern backing is actually, um, it's a booklet of cardstock you can buy that has all different patterns and you know some solid some different patterns and you can buy them at most craft stores oh cool they actually have a section for like scrapbooking and um card making and stuff like that and i've been addicted to card making for years so i have lots of supplies for card making (laughs) that's awesome dude yeah i like to make paintings and stuff like that for people over Christmas and the holidays or like for like their birthday and stuff too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have one. Let me see if I can pull it up before I screen share it. Let me see. Um, make sure we don't make any mistakes with the photos here. <laughs> Let me see here. I just painted one for my sister for her birthday and their family. They just moved into a new place in Iowa. Let's see, I got this generic little photo here. Oh, I love giving people art for their new places. Right. That's a good idea. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Uh, Share this picture real quick. Um, I just did this acrylic painting for her. I'd like, I'd like to do some oil and stuff like that, but I don't know if you guys can see that. Oh, I love that. I do really like that. that I really fun. like that, Ricardo. Thank you very much. It definitely has That's your beautiful. name written all over that. I can yeah. just have a very distinct artistic style. Mm. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Except it for the fun. text in the back. I don't normally see you do stuff like that. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't really mess with lettering too much, especially with like a, a paintbrush. You know what I mean? It's you can tell, yeah. you can tell it's really it's really hand done. Um, there's a lot of like you know, and I wanted it to have like some uh, some depths and stuff like that to it. So I went through and did the name, real basic letters, and then kind of like um, glazed over it just a little bit, and then uh, did the, the lettering with the brush and stuff like that. So you can see it's a little little hand done. There's a little you know, little whoopsies there and there, but it was fun though. You know what I mean? That I wanted is a character. To... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, it's pretty cool. Like I love the painting uh, effect where like you can go in and see all the little strokes and stuff like that, all the little chunks and stuff like that. And then the further mm -hmm. out you get, the more realistic it always looks, you know? Really it was nice. pretty fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm going to do one for her. Hopefully she's not watching this one, but I'm going to do... um. I'm gonna do one for her husband for Christmas and stuff too. So they just moved to Iowa from San Diego, California. So it's like, well, I know. Tell me about it, right? But yeah, let me stop screen sharing here real quick. I don't make any mistakes. Well, yeah, I have a totally fun. different note, you guys. It might be totally different. Um, do you mind if I tell you? <clears throat> no, go for it. Sure. So yesterday, I I was helping out my sister at her restaurant, you know, and she's pretty successful she's opened up several restaurants in the past but anyway I was there and I met this guy and I hit it off with them and we became friends and I was like yeah we should stay in touch he's like sure here's my Instagram he just texted me a second ago so I just want to show you because it's so cool check it out all right I've got a million tabs open don't judge yeah it is so weird that's him yeah I've seen I've seen this. Yeah. This I've is Appleton him. right here. Really? Yes. No way. That's crazy. I've seen little reels of this guy before. Um, yeah. Uh, he just, this is actually at one of my the parks I love to take my daughter to. But yeah, he uh, he just sent me a text message just now. But it is he has a little warehouse in Appleton. I'd love to get him on one of our shows just to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. You know, it's funny because I it's actually hilarious. So he go. I was like, so what happened? You know, he used to be doing such different stuff. He's like, yeah, Halloween 2020. I was drunk. I made a little video. I posted it next morning. I woke up. I had 700,000 notifications. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, and he's had multiple billions of views and all of this stuff. And I was, I asked him specifically, I said, do you feel any more fulfilled than you did before this? And his, what do you think he said? No. 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 Yeah. It's a creative mind. Yeah. It's never I enough. I wanted to share with that. I thought it was really neat um, that yes. we were able to stay in touch and stuff like that. Tell them we said thank you for all the content, man. That stuff's cool to watch. It really is. And um, the other thing that I was asking about was like, um, he said that it is really cool to have that face to hide behind because he, it's like being two different people. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, not people, like a, a creature slash man. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of weird like hell, hell creature or something. There's a there's a freedom in that, isn't there? Like mm -hmm. feeling like um, you know, nobody's like paying attention to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so crazy how we get caught up in that. Like I was listening to something on YouTube, I think the other day. They were talking about the mirrored effect. You know what I mean? Like how some people see themselves as what they see in the mirror all the time instead of like what's behind 
the eyeballs that are perceiving that, you know? Yeah. I think we get caught up in that so much and it can hold us back so often too. So it's pretty neat to hear him say that that's what he feels like is like that, that sense of freedom that you get yeah. to be another, another thing outside of yourself, which is true entirely all the time, but we get so caught up in that image. We also get so, so caught up in the reason I asked him that question. And I've asked many people this type of question. What is it that makes you do this? Because like, for example, all of us have social media. All of us spend entirely probably too much time on it. But why? Because I asked him, he's very successful with social media, has 5 million followers on TikTok. And I said, wow. like I said before, do you feel any more fulfilled? No. It's just crazy. You know, what wow. are... Uh, you know, if we were to put that effort into our own lives rather than our social presence, um, would we be more fulfilled then? You know, it's, it's interesting. Is there a happy medium for how much time, how much energy does this, do these things just happen to certain people? You know, is it just a stroke of luck that you can kind of wake up and have 700,000 notifications? It's interesting, right? I mean, he's, he's different. He's a lot different than a lot of the things that we see, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's a, just one of those times where we can self-reflect and say like, what is our purpose with all of this? You know? Yeah. Well, you think about it, like you said, he got a little drunk and he made this costume and then he made a video and stuff like that. Like there's a less, there's less inhibition there for sure. You know what I mean? So he was able to be a little bit more free, free self in the beginning of the process. Right. And then to post it and not have any intention of any kind of notoriety whatsoever. And then to wake up to that, it's pretty like, it's pretty proof positive that um as long as you do what you feel like you love or you feel like you're following then that's all that really matters and then the, the like all that kind of notoriety is just like a byproduct really you know what i mean yeah so it is pretty cool to think about it like that like when you set yourself with the intent of just creating like trying to trying to free your voice trying to hear your own voice and stuff like that i think that's the most important part and I think that I would probably feel the same way. Like it's not about awards or trophies or you know anything like that notoriety, so to speak. I mean, as long as you keep doing what you're doing because you love it, then there's no fault whatsoever. Yeah, I'm even if you don't. When I'm doing something for myself, than I am for the masses. Mm-hmm. How would you feel, Ricardo, if suddenly you posted that bird or something and you woke up and you had 5,000 notifications? Do you think you'd feel different than you did today? No, I'd probably be like, oh, my God, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> but some like people, me. if that were to happen to some people, they'd be like obsessing over it, obsessed, almost like a taste of a drug. Right. Yeah. Well, I could that's probably a... co- closely compare it to a drug. I don't yeah. know what else would be efficient enough. You know, it's funny, dude. I was just hanging out with my girlfriend's daughter and her, my girlfriend last night. We watched The Greatest Showman. You guys ever seen that movie? Yes. No. It's a good movie. It's on It's on Disney now. You should check it out. It's a musical. I don't know if you're into musicals or not, Lauren, but um, Hugh Jackman and who's the young kid? Uh, Zach Efron. And it, what's her name? She was in Spider-Man. Oh, Zendaya yeah she's in it too it's a great movie but it's a lot about it's kind of touches on the topic of what we're, what we're going on right now like you get lost in 
this uh, addiction to notoriety and this addiction to being in the public eye and stuff like that and being accepted, finally feeling like you're accepted by all these people, but, you know, it's pretty cool. Just check it out, Lauren. I think you might like it. Yeah, I would love that. You know, you yeah. you know me pretty well to know <laughs> that. Yeah. I yeah, I love, I just have dark secret of mine, but I'm going to tell the world that I love musicals. Musicals are the best. So do I. Yeah, they're great. Well, if we have a nice one, um, the location that I'm in in Appleton has a really beautiful uh, performing arts center. Oh, if there's cool. ever anything cool, it'd be awesome if you came up to check out some of the performances here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do they do it public, like uh, out in the open and stuff like that, or is there is it indoors or is it depending? It's indoors. On the we have a really, uh, you know, a very beautiful performing arts center that's completely indoor because of the location. We wouldn't really be able to Radical. do outdoor events there. Radical. Yeah, I'd love to check that out. Mm-hmm. They have I know Aladdin is playing right now. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> I used to watch, uh, let's see, when my sister was really young and I was in high school, uh, I spent a lot of time with her. And there was, um, we used to, every day I came home, she would have Grease mm-hmm. in the VCR or uh, Beauty and the Beast. So I was always like, one of the two, we would always watch those two movies. And I mean, like every day. So she would always get home before me and then I'd come home and she'd be ready, like sitting on the couch and popcorn and everything ready to go. It's hilarious. She was like five or six at the time. It's fantastic. Still love that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if I'd feel different. I think that I'd just be kind of surprised. You know what I mean? I think I'd be kind of surprised. I'd probably feel like uh, Jim Carrey in the mask. He's like, you like me. You really like me. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm giddy when I get like five or six likes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, my God. But he likes me. <laughs> I don't even really like posting too much stuff either, to be honest with you. I'm horrible at posting my tattoos. I always forget. Mm-hmm. I really am. I'm bad at this social media thing. <laughs> me too. I've got my daughter running my TikTok because I forget I have one all the time. <laughs> TikTok, what is that? That's like the yeah. what is that? <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I have a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine that are, you know, one, I actually have a couple friends that are like, uh, you know, gym co- or like coaches and, you know, uh, they train mm-hmm. people. Uh, and one of my friends, she does a lot of posting every day. She does a lot of reels and stuff like that. And she's always trying to tell me that it's important to like, you know, stay active and stuff like that and everything. And like, I'm, I'm not, I'm proud, I'm proud of her, you know what I mean? Because she's doing it and she's, you know, she's making all the efforts and stuff like that and she's starting to gain more and more momentum and stuff like that and it's awesome. But I guess for me, I don't know, man. I, th- I guess for me, I, I still really believe in word of mouth kind of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and connections, like physical connections with people, you know, <laughs> uh, face-to-face contact and things like that. And I'm not downplaying the, the fact that it does work, but there's a lot of time and energy that you spend just on that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, it's more Other like the uh, drawing or painting or. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or learning about myself, you know what I mean? Through interaction yeah. with other people. Like one of the biggest things for me has always been, I've always, as a young person, I was always kind of withdrawn and everything like that, just observing. And I realized that, like, for me, the more important part is to uh, interact 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of learning of a self in that process that I've discovered for me. So I think that's the more important venue for me. And I really like the fact that I do something that I love and I get to meet a bunch of different people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So outside of answering the same question all the time with clients sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What's the biggest one for you, Amber? How much is a sleeve? <laughs> How much is a sleeve? There you go. How much is a sleeve? <laughs> it's always, how, long yeah. is, it's, how long is a piece of string? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. How much does the car cost? Mm-hmm. That It's the same thing. It depends on the sleeve. It depends on the subject matter. It depends on the style. Right. Yeah. I've, for me, it's like I've learned a lot about like uh, just giving them a general assumption on like the hours that it might take. You know yeah. what I mean? Like telling them sleeves can take anywhere from you know, anywhere from like 12 to 14 to 30 plus hours sometimes. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. depends on what we're doing. So if you want the commitment, that depends on how you want to do it. I think the biggest question for me has always been like, how long have you been doing this? Or what got you started? In that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the bigger ones for me. Uh, the funniest answer that I gave somebody one time was, well, I was the janitor here and one of the guys called in sick. So they just got me. They just threw me in the chair. <laughs> Some people are gullible enough to believe that. Believe not. That's kind of how I did my first tattoo on someone. Oh, yeah. I was the, you know, the apprentice and basically I was just the janitor. I made the needles and I cleaned up both, you know, tattoo artist station and Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I got to tattoo myself. And then mm-hmm. one day they were, Billy wasn't there. And they're like, it's a, it's a simple banger. You can do this. <laughs> and I did it. And that was my first tattoo on another human being. Wow. That's an incredible story. Like for real, for real. For real. I mean, <laughs> they had, t- it's not like they weren't teaching me how to tattoo. But they weren't really teaching me how to tattoo. Yeah. Getting your feet wet in the industry was a lot different back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My original um apprentice, my original mentor's name was Crazy Jake Rowan. Wow. Oh biker wow. dude. Nice. Yeah, the biker dudes were the best, man. I think uh one of my first mentors was uh he was his, his nickname, his tattooed nickname was uh, Sticks, S T Y X, like the river sticks, man. He yeah. always said, like the river sticks, bro. <laughs> like, cool, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that was pretty funny, but yeah, it was a lot different back then, you know what I mean? Yes, I think, and it depends on the shop that you're in, too. You know, like, um, you come into some shops, and like this shop here. One of the owners, Steve, he is a really good longtime friend of mine. And, um, you know, he's done a lot of investing in books and things like that, reference material, you know, a lot of different prints from a lot of different artists and stuff. You know, the walls are covered in cool art and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's a really creative space, you know. And then there's a lot of, like, reference to look at as far as what tattoos can look like or what art can be, you know what I mean, as far as tattoos mm-hmm. go. You know, the, the whole quote unquote traditional Japanese style, traditional Americana style, 
You know what I mean? Without the frame of reference, there's a lot of stuff that can fall short whenever it comes to creating those kinds of images. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's pretty important. You know what I mean? For somebody that's coming up new to be around things like that, you know? I, but I also think that there's a lot of people coming into the industry now that are have, uh, you know, education in art you know, a, back, a background for college and stuff like that, that they've gone to art school and things like that. You know that what I mean? was a big problem in my apprenticeship that I, you know, had art training and they didn't, you know, they just, they were old school tattooers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here I was, this little girl being like, I'm going to tattoo. And that they were kind of like, yeah, okay, you're going to tattoo. Yeah. That must have been pretty, that must have been, I mean, you know, being a male in the industry and stuff like that, it's a lot different. I, I would assume that it was pretty difficult for uh, at that time. Now, it seems a little bit more, you know, prevalent. Now, oh, yeah. a lot now, more, a lot now more. You, being a chick in the tattoo industry isn't, most people don't blink an eye. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back then it was like, you, there were very few. And mm-hmm. the ones that were in the industry were famous. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. You know, it's the same thing with like, um, I used to skateboard all the time. You know what I mean? I almost mm-hmm. didn't tattoo because I love skateboarding so much. You know what I mean? I was like, which one am I going to do? I knew I had to do one or the other. But yeah. um, well, even at even at that time, you know, there weren't a lot of like females in, in the skateboarding like, professional world either. You know what I mean? So. It was awesome when you did see a couple of, like females like doing like you know becoming pro and sponsored and stuff like that and you got to see it. So it's the same yeah. thing with tattooing too. Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be about the sex. You know, it should just be about the talent, you mm. know, and the, and the person themselves too. You know, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, one time, okay, let me ask you a question. See how you feel about this. Uh, one time, like, I was called at the old shop that I had, and I was told that. Uh, they like the work that they're seeing from the tattoo shop because at the time it was candor tattoo and that's all it was you know what I mean so mm-hmm. but it was just me it was just me there and I was putting the pictures up on Instagram and stuff like that and I was called on the phone and said your work looks really good I'm, I'm interested in finding a new artist but are there is is any other work done by any females and I was like nope it's just me and they're like okay well never mind then don't worry about it I'm like, okay, well, if you know, if I can help you in any other way, just let me know. They're like, okay, yeah. no, thank, no, thank you. And then they hung up, and I never heard back from them again. Was what it do a you think about or a dude? Yes, it was a, it was a woman. Yeah, it was a girl. Okay, I can, uh, I can kind of understand that. Okay, I can kind of, especially with you know, some women have, you know, trauma mm-hmm. from dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but some women mm-hmm. have had trauma at the hands of a dude Mm -hmm. so if they want a tattoo they really want a female tattoo artist because they'd feel more comfortable it has nothing to do with the tattoo artists themselves it just has to do with the mental health of the female that's getting tattooed right now if it was a dude i would feel a little differently yeah (laughs) yeah i got you yeah, you know, I kind of thought the same thing too. Like, I didn't take any any offense to it or anything like that. I actually, 
um, was going to try and refer them to somebody that I did know that were that they were female and they could do tattoos and things like that too. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I never got the I never got the opportunity to. So you know, it is what it is. But I could see that being the case for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about, there's a there's a big part in the um, tattoo process that lends back to like comfort too. You know what I mean? I mean, you're sitting there getting a permanent piece of art put on you and stuff like that. If it's a private studio, then sometimes you're alone with that one person and things like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like spatial energy there, or transference of energy and stuff like that too. You know. And some some artists are funny about bringing a spa person with you. You know. What oh I mean? yeah. No, yeah. I don't want another person with you. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's not enough room in the shop. Or. Right. See, I always encouraged it. I know like right after COVID and we were like, you know, the, the whole um, lockdown was released and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a little it was a little different at that point in time, like about a month or two afterwards. You know what I mean? I was still feeling everything out and everything, trying to follow the protocol and everything. But yeah, I would always encourage it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like I, I set up the old shop where there was a couch and a TV in the same space that you would tattoo. You know what I mean? So the mm-hmm. person that they brought can kind of hang out and watch TV and like see their friend right to the right. You know what I mean? Hold their hand if they wanted to. Yeah. But I always yeah. try to encourage that kind of stuff too. I wanted people to just be comfort and just create a, you know, a nice cozy like space when you came in, it's just made, puts you a little bit more at ease. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I had a lot of people there like saying like, man, I, you know, a lot of the people that I tattoo are a little bit older and they have, you know, kids or busy schedules and stuff like that. And they're like, dude, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually really relaxed right now. And I, I have, uh, I haven't felt like this for a while. <laughs> like some of them doze off a little bit, even, you know, that twilight yeah. kind of, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But I will say this though. I don't think I could ever do it because every time I get tattooed, I'm like, holy crap, this is what I do to people all the time. <laughs> like this hurts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it what reminds you of the other side. Yeah, exactly. What is that saying? They say that the worst type of person to get a tattoo is a tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst type of person to be a patient is a doctor. Right, yeah, exactly, right? Totally. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious, dude. Well, yeah, I think um, things have been pretty busy around here. Um, I'm going to try to get ready for that uh, portrait that's coming in a little bit later this afternoon. So I might jump off here a little early and uh, ask you more, Amber, if you can just go ahead and tell everybody where you're from, how to get a hold of you. I'm Amber Morgane. I'm from Mays Landing, New Jersey. And you can find me on all social media platforms under Amber Morgane. Cool. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you being here with us, Amber. And thank you for showing us those cards. I love the show. Good. Thank you very much for the support. I appreciate it very much. No problem. Cool. Well, okay, guys. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, hopefully next week we can get a little bit more in, involved and stuff like that. I don't think I have too much stuff going on. Uh, Christmas break is going to be coming up pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to a week off of doing projects and everything else not tattoo related, to be honest with you. So um, my name is Ricardo Certivant. Uh, you can reach me over here, or here every Tuesday morning uh, at uh, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, go ahead and uh, give us a follow, give us a like, give us some comments in the YouTubes, and I uh, hope you guys all have a good day. Peace. Take care. Bye.